Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. I'm Scott, I'm joined by Matt, how are you? Good, mate. Good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. We've got plenty to cover. Some good and some not so, I guess. Do we need to change the name of the podcast now? What to Bulldogs fans and our old podcast? Oh, After yes. After the but... loss of the Twitter account that we're still not getting back. Yeah, that Twitter account's back up and running again. Mm. All right, let's get into it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so we'll start with more positive. Uh, Bulldogs announced a new CEO, uh, Aaron Warburton. Uh, he was a part of the club a little bit earlier uh, in between 2010 and 2017, so very uh, known in the Bulldogs community. Uh, strong passion on the commercial side of things. Uh, so far, we've only had a short interview on the social media channels on the Bulldogs. Sounds Looks quite impressive. Sounds quite impressive. Yeah, the Bulldogs media team had the interview on us. <laughs> um, but yeah, very impressive. A- very impressive. Very uh, impressive stuff that he was talking about on that. If you haven't seen it, go to bulldogs.com.au and uh, watch that video back. Also, I've noticed, if you haven't noticed, I've, um, on YouTube, somebody's putting up all the Bulldogs media videos from the website up onto YouTube. Interesting. I'm thinking it's the club. But, um, oh. yeah, there's a there's a new YouTube Bulldogs page that's got all the videos from the website up on the YouTube. Oh, interesting. It might be easy to watch. I'm just going to highlight one of the things that Aaron uh, spoke about in his uh, short little interview with the uh, with the Bulldogs media team, and then uh, big uh, he has big strength in membership and sponsorship, uh, the commercial side of things like you've already mentioned. Uh, he wants to uh, improve um, the membership uh, and use his connections uh, in this to uh, sell like more sponsorship opportunities and partnership deals. One of my things he needs to start to do, or one of the first things that hopefully he's addressed is with the membership team, is why is membership packs taking over four months to go from office to uh, people's houses? Do they have it at the office, do they? Oh, I'm not sure how, but before... I'm just assuming that um, it's the COVID world, right? Nothing's coming in from overseas, all that sort of stuff. I'd imagine that a lot of the stuff was made overseas previously, so maybe they had to find new suppliers to make it... Yeah, I'm not too sure. You can say that, but the last two or three seasons, it has uh, been impacted that it, that they've said even last year and the year before, if you p- purchase before a certain period of time, you can uh, you will be able to get your membership packs before Christmas and actually dish them out for Christmas and actually have them for Christmas presents. Teams like the West Tigers and Cronulla Sharks, uh, just to name, I suppose the smaller. Uh, Two Sydney clubs are able to get their membership packs ready to go. They actually have them gone, and they when they say you order from this time, you'll get it before Christmas. They deliver. Uh, Bulldogs the West this year. Tigers a small club. Ooh, careful there, careful. The this year, the Bulldogs at least didn't try to say if you ordered by this time, you'd get your. That's the improvement, but it's still a long time and waiting. And I think that's the first thing. He needs to address is that these membership packs realistically should be almost ordered and ready by August at the end of the year to dish out when the yep. new, new campaign starts. So that'd yeah. be interesting because he says he's got a passion. And when I looked at his stints at the Bulldogs, you could probably argument and say that's when the membership type of thing was striving uh, when you ordered it and got it before Christmas, or you didn't have to wait too long for any of your packages. Yeah, and we've been members. How, oh, 
I don't know how long we've been members for now, and I, I can say that I feel like the membership team has let itself down probably over the last three or four years compared to mm. what they what they used to provide for the members as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, that's that's definitely a place where they can improve. And also building our membership base back up to what um, we are pushing earlier. Mm. Five years ago, our memberships have dropped, unfortunately, since then. Uh, I have noticed, though, that uh, some people on social media are starting to show their packs, that they, they're arriving. So that's good. So hopefully... For everyone else that hasn't got theirs, um, it's not too far away. Mm, good. We'll move on. The uh, NR well, Rugby League is back uh, this weekend. You can say the NRL is back. Yeah, the it's NRL All Stars clash. It so. is the NRL All Stars, but it's, it's league, NRL, whatever you want to call it, footy. It's back this weekend. Uh, you've got the Indigenous All Stars versus the the Maori All Stars. It's it's always a, a good clash. Unfortunately, this year, uh, COVID has ruined some players' opportunities to actually participate in the match for both sides. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, a very self-centered coach has gotten the way for uh, the multi side. And yeah, by... that's right. That's right. Nathan Brown preventing free players from representing their culture. I think that is an absolute disgrace. Also, the reasoning behind it being, um, we want them at training with the Warriors to prepare for the season. What a cop out! Um, they they get more out of playing the rep game, oh, playing yeah. that game with the passion, with the uh, the uh, the intensity of an NRL game. To be able to have that before the actual NRL season um, is an advantage, not a disadvantage. And secondly, if you're going to go down this stupid argument of yeah, but players could get hurt, players could get hurt at training or just crossing the street. So um, we've had we had one South player a few years ago fall down some stairs and was ruled out of a month's worth of football or six weeks' yeah. worth of football. So the injury uh, argument's not an argument. That could go get lost. Um, it's not really a bulldog issue, but it is an issue that we obviously don't agree with. Yeah, so I 100% agree with you. The injuries can happen at any time at any place. I don't know. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I'd rather get injured uh, representing my – well, I'm not – Affiliated to either side this yeah, weekend. Yeah, you'd rather uh, represent your culture, get injured, yeah, playing yeah. your culture, than um, getting injured at training, which oh. has happened to a few players. Well, let's just list Christian Crichton's missing missing a season now. Yeah, Cam because Mangillis, of the training. Yeah, did his ACL training twelve months but, out. Both of them are missing the season uh, yeah. for a training mishap, which I would rather so rather get injured playing the game instead of being Jake Jake Avarillo. Uh, he's yeah. been injured in the uh, in the uh, at training, so he won't be able to play in any of the preseason games. He'll be mm. back round one. I know that was something we had for later in the show, but it fits in now. Um, he'll be back yeah. round one by the sounds of things, but he got injured. It won't be able to participate in any of the or in the one in our old trial this year. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point. I just want to quickly congratulate the Bulldogs uh, players who have been selected in the side uh, for the Indigenous All Stars, Chris Smith. Uh, he's been a regular member of the side for the last couple of years. Uh, mm. He's always actually quite impressive when he does play these games. Uh, and for the uh, multi side, Dallin Watelli is a Lesniak, who's actually also co captain uh, for this match. Jeremy Marshall King and Jackson Topan, the young uh, Bulldogs player who won the Clubman of the Year last year. We're not playing a game. Tell you what, that's what I'm looking forward to the most this weekend um, watching Jackson Topan. I've seen a bit of uh, highlights. He looks like a Bulldog player. We've talked about what a Bulldog player is before. He looks like the uh, the type that will fit right in. Uh, 
at that junior level indeed uh but to be able to see him play against uh nrl players nrl quality players on saturday night is something that i'm definitely going to be looking forward to as a bulldogs fan mm. and the second thing i think i'm looking forward to is probably dallin he always steps up when representing the kiwis or the maldives so um he should you'll go good again i think he actually yeah. hurt, hurt himself last year uh might have affected his season yeah you're actually spot on he did get injured in that game but another thing to highlight on jackson toe point he was actually at the members day if you uh those who may have not attended uh tell you what very very lovely man it was time for everyone he uh, in particularly around the uh the younger fans yeah he was giving plenty of time so he looks like a like he said looks like a bulldogs player his interaction with the fans look amazing he keeps getting wrapped on how nice he is uh, well, that's maybe another thing for Aaron Warburton to look at. Members' Day this year was what nine a.m. in the morning on on a Saturday. 10, 10, um, yeah, nine. Yeah, I think you're right. Was nine it, to twelve. Was it nine a.m. Yeah, I, I didn't hear about it till it was too late. I already had appointments booked that day, um, and they did it early because of the um, junior rep season kicked off that day, which yep. is fair enough. Um, and maybe. Part of the reason uh, they wanted to limit numbers because of COVID and, and all that sort of thing, perhaps that came into it. But I thought it was uh, pretty poor that it was on the bottom of an article about something else on the website. And then, yeah, the uh, 10,000 members. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then um, it was done so early in the morning on the weekend where uh, it would make it very hard for people that are not in the uh, very close area around Belmore to actually get to, uh, mm. which is disappointing because we've had some really good member days over the years. Oh yeah, it's it's always a highlight on what well, speak on behalf of myself on my calendar. Uh just to interact with the players, getting an opportunity to be up close and personal. Uh I was lucky to attend because I actually uh, read the full article, but years gone by, there would be if it was through the season, the actual member day, you would actually see game day advertisements where it'd be like, Come mm. see us this Saturday or the following weekend or whatever it is, or in two weeks' time, members day's coming. So they used to actually build it up on home matches. But if it was before the season started, you would see Facebook, all the social media pages would uh, drop yeah. it. And it, like you said, the Members' Day, what would be maybe 11 a.m. or 10.30 or something like that, a little bit later. I mean, like you yeah, said, 9 a.m. is quite... I remember Members' Day's finishing at 2 p.m. We'd go and watch the team train. Uh, they'd come yes. in, have a shower, then have a big um, sort of like members press conference type thing where you can interact with them and ask whatever questions you want and they had the rest of the players scattered throughout throughout the area for you to go get your signatures, have a chat to, all that sort of thing. That, that, those days were great. We need to go back more to that. Mm, I 100% agree. Even, I like even if you don't get the training part in there, um, you need to go back to more than that. It was a really good members day at Belmore a few years ago as well where they, they had players spread out through the through the, the actual ground, the state of uh, the field, and also up in the stands, um, which was nice. And people were just moving around as they pleased. That was a really good members' day as well. Mm, yeah, that's, there's been a couple of when I, when I say people, I mean members and players. It was really really good uh, intermingling type of environment. Mm, yes. Uh, and then, you know, easier opportunity to get your signature or your photo or just that chat you want to have with a player as opposed to actually having them all grouped together. It actually makes it less formal as well. So the players sort of feel more... I feel like they feel more comfortable, more relaxed, more happy to to have a chat about anything than almost being like 
feeling like they're being a representative of the club. Obviously, they're always a representative of the club, but I think you get what I mean there. It's a little bit mm. less formal. They feel a bit more relaxed. You can actually have a bit of a joke with them and laugh and um, get, to, get to know their personality a bit, bit better. Yes, I agreed, and opposed to the actual table stuff. Yeah, where, where it feels like they're talking as if they were talking to the media, they're staying very professional, all that type of thing. All right, what's next on the list, Scotty? Well, you've uh, mentioned Jake Avrilo, so I thought we'd go into the junior reps. Like we've mentioned, the membership, uh, the junior reps are off, off and running. They've had a two weeks. Uh, we. We're so, like we've mentioned in the previous step, oh, year, two, couple of years or a year and a half since we've been on the podcast, that we're a fan of the club, top to bottom, juniors, and the obviously the NRL side. That's right. So there's been two rounds of junior reps. So we'll jump into that. Um, should we start in the country areas? Do you reckon? Yeah, I like that because I want uh, to mention for those who might not be as aware that we actually do have teams up on the North Coast representing the Bulldogs. Yeah, North Coast Rugby League and Canterbury Bulldogs have a partnership. Uh, there is a team in the Andrew Johns Cup, which is under-16s, and the Laurie Daly Cup, which is under eighteen. So that's basically the country version of SG Ball and Harold's Mats, although those age limits have changed, I've noticed, as well. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, we've actually got two teams, if you're an eagle eye, in the Andrew Johns and Laurie Daly Cups. Um, they actually played against each other in round one. The Greater Northern Tigers were at home to the North Coast Bulldogs, and the North Coast Bulldogs winning that one 28 points to 12. Um, so a great start for the North Coast Bulldogs. But the Greater Northern Tigers, if you watch closely, have Bulldogs logos on their shorts in the middle of their chest. They are part of that um, North Coast Rugby League partnership as well. That's fascinating. Like, there you go. I, I wouldn't say I would was 100% on that one. Uh, but how cool. You, you'd think, just looking, obviously, it's a West Tigers connection or a, yeah, the well, Belmain-looking Tiger logo. Yeah, it's the old Belmain Tiger-looking logo with Northern Region on it instead of Belmain Tigers. Um, but the West Tigers actually have MacArthur West Tigers in this mm. competition as well. So that was up at Aberdeen. The Bulldogs winning 28 points to 12. Let's give a mention to Bill Butlin, who got a double there. And then if we jump into round two of the same competition, the Andrew Johns Cup round two, uh, yes, the North Coast Bulldogs at home this time, defeating the Northern River Titans 32 points to nil. Um, and Bill Button getting a hat trick there. So Bill Butlin. Double in round one, hat-trick in round two. Uh, he's on some good form in the Andrew Johns Cup. All right, Scotty uh, is going to take us through the ladder there, or at least the part of the ladder that concerns our club. Yeah, so the North Coast Bulldogs, perfect start, like you mentioned. Two wins on top of the ladder, number one. How good is that? Coming first after two weeks. And uh, the Greater Northern Tigers, like you mentioned earlier, is an, another club for the Bulldogs. Uh, currently sitting in ninth, they've dropped the first two games. Yeah, so Bulldogs doing well in that one. Go to the Laurie Daly Cup, which is the same competition, but for the under-18s. Round one, uh, Greater Northern Tigers 30 defeated the North Coast Bulldogs 22. Um, we'll mention Mitch Henderson and Samuel Fletcher 
And uh, for the Tigers there, scoring two tries, and Joshua Power for the Bulldogs also scoring a double there. And then in the Laurie Daly Cup, round two, the Bulldogs defeated the the North Coast Bulldogs defeated the Northern River Titans 22 points to tw- uh, 12, while the Greater Northern Tigers lost to the Central Coast Roosters 22 points to 4. If we switch over to the ladder, that means that the North Coast Bulldogs are in fifth spot with a win and a loss, and the Greater Northern Tigers are in sixth spot there, also with a win and a loss. Uh, should we jump into Tasha Gale, Scotty? Yeah, I think we should jump into Tasha Gale. Right, so Tasha Gale is the under-18 competition for the girls in New South Wales. The Harvey Norman Tasha Gale Cup, we should say. Yes. <laughs> All righty. Round one was on Members' Day. It wasn't great, unfortunately. The Bulldogs coming down 42 points to nil to the Sydney Roosters Indigenous Academy. I'll tell you what, luckily the goal kicking wasn't on. <laughs> <laughs> and then round two, a bit of more respectable scoreline. The Dogs losing to the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 18 points to eight. Um, we're currently, and if you look at the, looking at the ladder, we currently see the ninth, which is last on the ladder. Nine, nine but, <laughs> but it was a much more respectable, respectable uh, score on the second week, and they actually were leading the Sharks for a period of time before the Sharks yeah. came back and won. So, so positive signs. All right, now Harold's Matthew Cup has turned into an under 17s competition, and the SG Ball has turned into an under 19s competition. We've obviously got the one club in each of those. Mm-hmm. Round one against the Silly Roosters in the Harold's Matthews Cup. We lost 12 points to six at Belmore Sports Ground. And in round two, we then played the Central Coast Roosters, losing 16 points to 14. So we played the two Roosters straight up and two losses, unfortunately. Mm, don't like those Roosters, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we sitting on the ladder, Scotty? Uh, we're currently sitting at 10th, uh, which is the highest-ranked team who hasn't won a game. So 10 out of the 15 teams in the competition. So we're, we're into it there. All right, up against Belmain Tigers next to a lot of rooster, a lot of tigers talk on this <laughs> this episode. All right, uh, SG Ball, which is now the under 19s competition, 24 points to 16. The Bulldogs defeat the Silly Roosters in round one. Paul Alamotti scored two tries there and uh, went a bit viral as well. And then if we go to round two, uh, also at Belmore Sports Ground, it was against the Victoria Thunderbolts. Oh, it was 24 all. Cancelled. Cancelled. That's right. Yeah. It was cancelled due yeah, to uh, Victoria not being able to come through the border. On Friday of the Saturday. That's right. Just looking at the New South Wales Rugby League um, uh, website, they've got the score at 24 all. So and then you... uh, nil, if you go into it, it's nil nil. So that's an interesting one there. I wonder if there's some sort of real about um, post or cancellations being a 24 all draw. Could it be the Dan Andrews rule? The lockdown. That's um not not great for us as a club in the SG ball. There's only nine rounds. Mm. Uh, sixteen clubs. I'm pretty sure you've got the ladder there. Might be fifteen this year, but that's um no, yeah, not, 15, yeah. not a lot of uh, rounds to get yourself into the finals and to miss out on possible point there is really disappointing. Yeah, because we've been given the uh the one point for the draw. And yep. 
side of the Thunderbolt, Thunderbolts, uh, which sits us on the f- fourth in the yeah. competition, which were the high, uh, which were below Souths and Seagulls, uh, and then Raiders were sitting in first. But traditionally, not taking Sorry, I was just going to say we've lost an opportunity to be tied with the Raiders and the Rabbit. Oh, with the Raiders, sorry. Yeah, but traditionally not being not trying to be too disrespectful to the the Thunderbolts. Uh, they've traditionally in these reserve grade competitions up to the about the twenties. They usually sit quite on the lower end of the ladder. You know, you got to play well to win games. You can't bank on that. But you would have been feeling very confident going into that game. And for that to be cancelled and the prep and all that, so they would have felt pretty confident. I mean, you always every game's like dangerous, and if you don't prepare 100, percent you can definitely get your pants pulled down. But traditionally, we're a stronger side in the SG World Cup. We always said to make the finals and go really well in the competition. And the Thunderbolts, not so much. So I feel like of- we have a um, the Bulldogs ha- over these competitions have a. A bit of an up and down. I think we end up having, like, we'll have the Harold Matthew team be really good. And then, like, the SG ball team in the years after that will be really good. And then while they're good, the Harold Matthews drop. Then the SG ball will drop and the Harold Matthews come back up. I feel like we've always got one good team in these competitions, at least. Um, also, Scotty, looking at the for and against here, they have given 24 points to each the each of the Bulldogs and the Victoria Thunderbolts. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, there you go. If the game is cancelled, it's 24 all. I mean, it looks the attacking coaches has no problem with that one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, Victoria Thunderbolts had a draw in round one as well, so they, they, they effectively had two draws. I just got to say, I do feel sorry for those players. Like, you know, they missed the, for both sides uh, on the weekend. They've missed the season last year because of COVID-19. Uh, you look at New South Wales' response and most of Australia's response has been so positive and all these no mm. cases and then out of nowhere a few come up in Victoria uh, and unfortunately shoots a lockdown. Mm. Yeah, it puts a lockdown in straight away. These players, like you said, the competition's moved from 18s to 19s so the players who have missed the season have that chance back at that level which I think is fant- a fantastic idea. But round two in the competition and these players who only play a nine-week competition, I know they go back to their... Mm. Their clubs. They'll but, be eligible for Jersey flag, especially yeah. SG ball players. Yeah. Yeah, and I just feel so sorry for them to uh, miss this because we've they've all missed it, and only the second game in both these sides, unfortunately, had to pull like couldn't play each other that week that weekend. So that's just feel sorry for them. Absolutely. And going forward, uh, guys that are listening, we will be more prepared when we talk about the junior ups going forward. Yeah, I think that's a fair call. Uh, <laughs> well, I think we've got one more item on the agenda, and then that might be us. Yeah, somewhat the biggest thing, uh, I suppose. Uh, in off-season, we're looking good this off-season until just recently when mm. Alan Elliott and uh, our former Bulldog Michael Leacher made the news uh, for the wrong reasons. Uh, yeah, love oh. triangle, they're saying in the media. There's been a bit of a love triangle there involving uh, Michael Leach's former partner, Michael Leacher, and uh, Adam Elliott. Oh, there you go. He said former partner. I thought that was sort of good. I don't I'm know. Just, just going off what's reported on the Wide World of Sports website. Oh, fair enough. Right. Um, well, it might be former partner now. Yeah. Uh, I'm I not just... sure. I don't want to go into too much details of the situation, what happened or allegedly happened yeah. or 
details of that. I want to just speak about Adam Elliott here, like, and the, just the off season. We've had a relatively good off season. It was a very positive. If you know Trent Barrett coming in, uh, new CEO, couple of new board members are in their place, new chair. Uh, Trent Barrett has spoken, and Trent Barrett apparently spoke to the board before the situation actually happened that he wants players to be trustworthy, respectful, accountable mm-hmm. for everything they do, and they, he wants them to be good humans at first mm-hmm. and good football players. If you can't mm-hmm. be a good human, you're not going to be a, like a good football player or like that. At least Things not for that, a very long time. Yeah. To, you're not going to be able to sustain, mm. can't say sustain, um, sustain it over a long period of time. If Trent Barrett just constantly spoke about having this good culture that these players are going to be role models, this is their, you know, full-time profession, they're going to be really good people, and think you want the people in the club, they might not... You'd rather have someone who's slightly not as talented or as fast or as strong as someone, but who's willing to put the hard work in, be respectful, than having someone who mucks up all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So the question has to be asked, with Adam Elliott being 26, a part of the leadership group, what well, was, before being booted from that by the, the latest reports. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I haven't hear that, heard that yet. Yeah, so it looks like he's been booted from that. They reckon there's going to be a fine coming his way and potentially missing some matches to the start of the season. Nothing go. official from the Bulldogs just yet, so that's just... Um, okay. That's actually contrary to what I've been reading uh, just before coming onto the show that was saying that no action was likely to be taken against Adam Elliott. So oh. there we go, some conflicting reports in the media there. So whatever it may be, this is we've had about the last four incidents happening with the Bulldogs. I can think of the top of my head. I think Adam Elliott's been involved in three of them. Yeah, the uh, Sweet Caroline incident. Yeah, Mad Monday. And uh, you can you can say it's a private function, you can say that, but uh, J-Car did pull their sponsorship after that. I mean, we were able to move on to Kia. Uh you look at the uh, the other drunken incident he had, where a, a few years before uh, he was a younger player in reserve grade, that that video came out of him drinking in the nude, and then you have this incident, which it comes up, and you know if you're going to do something like that, and you're in a high profile a couple of years later, and mm. someone's got access to footage like that, especially go after going through that re resigning period as well. Mm. So he's, it's an interesting, it's a very Interesting case because technically he's broken, or he's well, he hasn't broken any laws and, yeah. and anything he's done, but the damage it's done to the club and how many times is his name a scandal and his name seems to be closely linked? Yeah, it's something I think the club needs to look at moving case. forward. Absolutely, and it's it might not be breaking any laws, but twelve months after another incident, and we're talking about the moral side of things, aren't we? Yeah. Yet again, that's what we're talking about. Twelve months ago, for another incident, which we won't talk about, but um, talk about the moral side of things back then, mm. and s- similar here again. It's very disappointing. Um, and Scotty, while you were going through your thoughts there, I have found the article here. It's from James Hooper from Fox Sports. So take it, however you take Hoops's reports. I'm not saying um, I'm not saying that uh, I put a lot of faith into it. I'm not saying I don't. Just uh, I know people have strong opinions over certain reporters. But anyway, mm. um, yes, he's reporting that Adam Elliott will avoid having his contract torn up, but he's facing a mammoth fine uh, and then possibly missing batches there as well. So um, you'd have to say almost this might be um, the final warning. Yeah, and um, 
well, it should be really like as much as you. I love Adam. Or well, Adam's one of the best uh, players on Members mm. Days. He's so lovely. He's yeah, awesome. He is absolutely a superstar player. Like the and yeah. a, a losing side to almost win our podcast player of the year last year. Last year he was incredible. <laughs> I think that was the best year he's had in the NRL. Mm, he was becoming that 13, like the Jake Javoyevichs and yeah. uh, Victor Radley type of thing. Ball playing, hard running. He was definitely working on it. That that part was clearly obvious, wasn't it? Mm, and he was a shining light despite missing half the year in mm. due to injury. So he's a, such a talented person. He is a nice person. A close source even said, uh, uh, report said that wonderful guy, one of the best guys you'll ever meet. Unfortunately, when he hits on the drink, that's when everything turns up like upside down. So I don't know if that's a thing he needs to look at or if that's a part of the punishment moving forward. But it's just a yeah. disappointing. We got so close to round one and being so excited to go up to, the, to Newcastle, mm-hmm. to first Newcastle, and now we're going to have this spoken well, about. Well, I'm sure more information will come out as um, the days follow. I think we yeah. should wrap it up there, Scotty. I feel like we've been... This is episode two back, but I feel like we're more rusty this time around than we were last time. Oh, for yeah. episode one, unfortunately, but that's all right. It's early in the season. It's pre-season for us too, warming up, getting those vocal cords ready to go. Yeah, it's what on. The players are, might be kicking the ball out of the full slightly or the passes might not be hitting the chest in the trials. Our one is our podcast. We've, we've, had, quality no, going <laughs> we've had no one to talk to about football all off-season. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. That's not that's not right. I mean biting the ears uh, the wife's here off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you know so, me, I'm constantly talking about rugby league no matter what what part of the year. That's the icebreaker with you if no one knows you. Any rugby league. <laughs> if I meet a stranger and ask them if they're a, a footy fan and they say no, I, I literally don't know where to go after that. Yeah. <laughs> that is you. That All is right, you. Scotty, read out the socials and we'll hit the road. So follow us, please follow us on our new Twitter at uh, Bulldogs fans. NRL and report the other guy at NRL Bulldogs fans again. The guy got his, whoever it is, got his uh, account back. Report Somebody in the Middle East. Yeah. But report, follow us there. Uh, always some fun we have there. Uh, anything for the podcast or anything you want to mention, just tweet us anyway at any time. We'll always read them. Uh, follow us on Instagram at NRL Bulldogs underscore fans. Uh, find us on Facebook, NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Uh, I like mm. that name, pretty simple. And flick us an email about anything, all our socials or all our pages or our podcast, nrlbulldogs.fans at gmail.com.au is where you find us there. Still doing the team of the team for round one, aren't we, on the, yeah. the polls? So, yeah, go, so to those, go to those pages to vote. What, what position are we up to now? Yeah, so we just finished the second row as the locks are coming in, well, after the tomorrow or whenever this gets posted maybe today when this podcast gets posted so the locks yeah. will be out uh possibly if adam elliott no nah, yeah there. <laughs> i don't know you have to take into it I don't, I don't know how you go about it because a lot of things have changed since um you started the polls i was thinking mm. about that the other day with jake avarillo and the teams that we put out in round one how much how much difference it's going to be now if we did our teams i suppose so but all right time to go we'll be back next week hopefully and um if we don't get cancelled <laughs> and hopefully for much more polished performance see you guys see you later